Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So... Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Those things that are in like the back of your mind that you can picture so clearly, it's so tangible. You know, all those kind of things, like the, the, de- the details are just super tangible. Because I know it shouldn't be about the numbers. Like I know that, but somehow I still was focusing and obsessing on it. Find this, the thing that you can feel so like deep in your bones that it's going to happen and it makes you so fucking excited. You just, you can feel it in your bones. Hello friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. How are you guys? Wow. Okay. I'm just going to dive right into this episode because it is it's going to be a big one. It's just, oh my goodness. So I've spent the last like at least hour or so reading all of your submissions about your dream life where you just wrote in and talked about your wildest dreams and you explained them in amazing detail. And it's just the most magical, wonderful thing ever. I've literally teared up at least five times, like had to stop myself from just full on bawling my eyes out because I just can see it so clearly for you guys and how you write it. And it's just, oh my God, someone needs to make a book of this where you just read through other people's dreams because it just puts you in the best mood. So before I even get into this episode, I'm just going to say right now, if you're ever in a bad mood or feeling super discouraged or feeling like you can't do anything or your dreams are completely um, out of the question, just come back to this episode and play it again. Cause I know I'm feeling really fucking inspired after reading all those and hopefully you will be too. So to back up a little bit, the reason why I'm doing this episode is because I wanted to update you all on my, my dreams <laughs> because he needs having, he needs having a time. He needs having a moment here. Yeah, so I'm just going to start with that. I'm going to get into what I've been thinking lately, and then after that, I'll read all of your wildest dreams. So let's just get right into the episode. Okay, so I'm honestly feeling a little nervous. I've had to take a couple like big deep breaths before recording because this has been something that I think has been 
on the edge. Like I know it's been been coming for a while now, but it really came to ahead the other day. So let me just set the scene, I guess. So I was having a really shit day. Um, I was supposed to film this sponsored try on clothing haul and there was no natural light whatsoever. It was dark as fuck. I brought out like every light I possibly could and it just looked like shit. And I have this new equipment that I don't fully know how to use like to the best potential or whatever. So I was struggling with the equipment and it was super dark and I was in a bad mood and things just kept getting fucked up. And I filmed this whole thing and and it was due the next day or something. And like, it just looked like shit. So I knew I was going to have to refilm the whole thing. And I spent all afternoon on it. And I just was in a really bad mood, not enjoying it whatsoever. Just feeling like, oh my God, another one of these, like literally what's the point of this? This is stupid. Why am I spending my time doing this? I don't care about this at all. And then yeah, just having a bad day. (laughs) And then I went in the kitchen to like go start making dinner or something and still like fuming in my mind, just like thinking over and over, this is so stupid. Like I'm not happy doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then Sage came out and he had a super busy day. And basically the only time I see him during the day is for meals. (laughs) So he just comes out of his office to have a meal with me, um, which is nice. And so every time he came out for a meal or for a snack or something, he'd be like, oh my God, we closed another client. We closed another client. We closed another client. So basically they closed, I think four or five clients in one day, which is really good. Um, like their goal was to close one client a day and they closed like five. So he was having a really, really good day. Um, and then he came out at the end of the day when I was making dinner and he's like, Oh my God, we closed five clients today. Like today was such a good day. You know, everything we've been working on for years is finally starting to click and we're rolling. And he just was so jazzed and excited and just happy. And like talking about how glad he was at all this like hard work has paid off. And I could just tell, like, it just, it, it meant a lot because everything that they've been doing for years is starting to come to fruition. You put in, like he's put in so much time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears, like working crazy hours, working all the time um, for years. And it's now starting to come to fruition. And it just was amazing to see that. Like I just was standing there, like watching him be so satisfied and have some true satisfaction and like joy from his work. And I started crying. Obviously at first I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Like I was, you know, hyping him up. And then I like turned around to go back to chopping the vegetables or whatever. And I just started bawling. He's like, Oh my God, what's wrong? And I'm just like, I'm not satisfied. I haven't had any joy from my work in so long. I don't think I've ever been happy like this, like you are. And I just was like bawling. And I I also was PMSing. So that definitely, definitely affected my um, the amount that I was crying, but yeah, (laughs) I just started bawling and he was like hugging me and we were talking about it. And that was the day that it all kind of came to a head because I hadn't been feeling very good about YouTube for a long time. Like I don't even know when the last time I was super excited about it was, um, which is kind of scary. Like it just shocked me to realize that, like I haven't had any true satisfaction or joy from what I do on YouTube for like a long ass time. Um, and yeah, I just basically realized like this isn't working and it all finally, all of the negative thoughts I've been having kind of rounded out and I came to like a good conclusion. It was like an aha moment, basically an aha moment. It just all clicked 
finally, because for months and months now, I've been feeling super negative, comparing myself to everyone, comparing myself to my friends on YouTube, like so obsessed with the numbers, refreshing my insights and my analytics and getting so upset when my views don't do as good as someone else's who's doing a similar video or like I'm not growing as fast as someone else. And I never used to do that. Like I never used to compare myself and my numbers, because I know it shouldn't be about the numbers. Like I know that, but somehow I still was focusing and obsessing on it over it. And it's been like that for a while. And I just every day would have to like tell myself, don't compare yourself to others. Comparison's the thief of joy, like over and over and over, but it just wasn't working. I was just stuck. I felt like I was stuck in this terrible loop, like this mindset of just going over and over and over, comparing, comparing, super negative, like thinking negative thoughts about my friends because I was jealous. And, and finally that day when I started crying to say it, I was like, holy shit, no wonder like this, it's not, I need to do something else. I need to get out of this. Like the only way for me to get out of this mindset is to do something else because it's not working for me. And before you get scared, <laughs> I'm still going to do YouTube. Don't worry. But I just meant, I just mean that I need something else to focus on because my content. I was trying to explain this to Sawyer, actually. He also helped me. I was, again, still PMSing and called him and we were FaceTiming with Sage's little brother. Um, and I was like asking him about college and then it just turned around and I ended up crying and venting to him for like half an hour. He's a very good listener. Love him. But um, yeah, I just realized like, Okay, so let me just explain what I explained to him. I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but there's this audio on TikTok that's like, <laughs> it's going to make no sense if you're not on TikTok, but it's like you have to start romanticizing your own life. Like you are the main character and there's all this music in the background. Again, doesn't really make sense if you're not on TikTok. But anyway, for some reason, that audio kind of popped in my head and I was like, you have to start romanticizing your own life. And then I just, I just realized that I... The reason why I love watching, for instance, Moya, Moya Mawinney, my gal, she was on the podcast, and Nana Florence just had her on the podcast. The reason why I love watching their videos and also I think why they're so popular right now is because they're just thriving. Like they're living their life and they're just happen to be documenting it. They're both like, you know, in college and university, um, living with roommates in a fun new apartment, like having adventures and just living life and then documenting it. And I think somewhere along the line, I stopped, uh, doing, I stopped, uh, what, how do I even say it? Like their lives look super romanticized on camera. Like when I watch their videos, I'm like, Oh my God, I want that life. I want their life. Like that looks so amazing. Although in reality, I don't actually want their life, but just watching it makes you kind of yearn for that feeling in the video. Does that make sense? As well as so many of my other favorite creators, like that's kind of why anyone, no, that is why, that's why anyone gets popular. That's why people like watching other people. It's like an aspirational life. Their life is romanticized. You want their life. You want some aspect of their life or you look up to them or it's, it's aspirational content basically. And so I just realized like, holy shit my videos, I didn't care about the outcome of my videos when I just was making them purely just to share with no, like not wanting any, uh, certain outcome or not wanting anything from it. Like when I was in New York, I felt like my days consisted of being an influencer, but in like a different way. Like I had a lot of friends there. I went to a lot of events. I was doing cool shoots. I had different things going on and I just happened to be like documenting it for fun. And 
I still didn't see myself as a YouTuber. Like I just was doing it for fun, even though my whole, that was my full-time, like creating content was my full-time job. I don't know. I didn't see it as, as everything. I just was like, oh, I'm just documenting my life. And somehow that switched. And now like, I feel like my life revolves around the content instead of the content revolving around my life, if that makes sense. It's like, I was telling, I was trying to explain this to Sawyer too. It's like, I'm making content of my life that I think people want to see instead of just living life and sharing it. I don't know if that really makes sense, but I don't know when it got twisted like that, but somewhere along the line it did. And uh, I'm like super not down for that because YouTube is just not the same for me anymore. Like it's just not, it doesn't give me the same joy it used to honestly, the only thing that I get like happiness and joy from it is like you guys, like I love the podcast, by the way, podcast is a separate thing completely in my mind. Like I love doing the podcast. I fucking love it. So I'm just purely talking about YouTube. The only thing, like the only thing that brings me joy is the community that I've gotten out of YouTube, which has transferred over to other areas. Like this podcast, for instance, my Facebook group, I love my Facebook group. And just knowing that I have like this community that hopefully one day I can do something with in person. That's like what I love from it, not sharing videos just to share videos. Like the comments where someone's like, oh my gosh, I had like a terrible day. I was so um, anxious and I watched your videos on repeat until like I could fall asleep. Like I've gotten a lot of messages like that and that means the world to me. Like that is what makes me never want to quit YouTube because if me just blabbing at the camera or showing my life or whatever helps someone who's having a panic attack, calm down. Like that's huge. That's worth everything. I, I'll always keep doing it for, you know, that reason. But I just need something else to focus on because focusing only on YouTube just ain't it. It's making me super unhappy, to be honest. It's honestly crazy. Like when I really started thinking about it, um, I was telling Sage, like making you or making us <laughs> this bomb ass dinner. Like I made this really, really good dinner from scratch the other night. I was like making this dinner brought me like 10 times more satisfaction and joy than any of my videos have in the last like at least six months, which is nuts if you think about it. Like I just spend all day filming and editing this video and like trying to make it good, make it what I think people will want. And then I stress out about the thumbnail and the title and the tags and try to mimic other people's styles and do videos like other people did. And just so I can try to like outpace myself because every video you just have to try to beat yourself basically, I guess, if you want to be competitive or grow, or I don't even know. It all got so twisted where I'm just like competing with myself constantly and not feeling any joy because I edit all day. I upload the video. I hope it's going to do really good. And then it doesn't, <laughs> it never does. None of my videos go viral. Like the, the algorithm is not the viral, the viral gods are not with me. And I just need to fucking accept that. Like, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not meant to be like a huge YouTuber. And that's fine. That's the thing. I never wanted to be. Sorry if this is just an annoying rant, by the way, but I'm just trying to explain all of my feelings around this so you guys can like get the whole picture. I'm not trying to sound like a whiny bitch because I know like my career is obviously very blessed and very easy compared to a lot of things. Not trying to sound like a whiny, unappreciative bitch, just so you know. Um, I'm always very grateful, but I just realized it's not it. YouTube is not it for me meaning that I need to find something else to focus on and that will bring me joy. And something that I think the main thing that I realized is that I need to put in work 
put in work, put in effort, uh, plan things out and then have a tangible outcome. Put in like a tangible amount of effort and get a tangible outcome because YouTube, you put in a lot of effort, you throw it up into the clouds and the ethernet or whatever and then you don't really get anything in return. Like if you're lucky, it gets some more views in the last video, but then you're on to the next. Like it's just so intangible and I'm someone who actually really likes to be in the in person, like in, in the flesh, in the 3D, in something you can touch and feel and taste and experience. Like I really like that. Like I don't like texting. I don't really like being on my phone that much. Uh, I, you know, I'm an in-person kind of person. So it's just nuts that my whole career ended up being online somehow. <laughs> so yeah, I need something that's tangible and that's in person and I can put in effort and see the results, see the results and the success based on my effort. Does that make sense? So drum roll, please. After that dramatic whiny mess, I just shared, I'm going to open a fucking cafe. <laughs> so I, that morning actually, uh, of the day that I was crying to Sage at the end of the day. That morning, I just happened to be brainstorming a list of all of my like wildest dreams and goals. And I made a whole list and it said like cafe, bar, restaurant, uh, bread and breakfast, maybe like a book, like literally my wildest dreams, book, like a speaking tour, live podcast tour, um, like in-person events, all these different things. And I was looking at it and I was showing it to Sage and um, he's like, well, what can you start on now? And I was like, well, I think the cafe would be like the, the best place to start. Um, and like the quote, quote, easiest thing to do on this list. Cause they all were pretty like ambitious goals. <laughs> um, and he's like, well then do it. I'm like, but I feel like in my head, I always thought I had to wait for some reason. Like when I pictured myself having a cafe, I pictured like a bored stay at home mom, like me, like me as a bored stay at home mom, in my forties or something wanting to do something else and like opening a cafe or a boutique or whatever. And then I was like, wait, no, 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 honey. You need to do that now. You don't have to wait till you're 40. You can do it now. And again, it just clicked. And Sage also backed me up and was like, just do it now. Just start working on it now. Also so grateful that I have a husband who hypes me up and just tells me to do things because it's, honestly such a gift and he has never been like he just always hypes me up and I mean he chases his dreams with his business and it's he's like living proof that you can work really hard and accomplish your goals so um love that guy <laughs> but yeah so I'm gonna open a fucking cafe and I'm terrified I'm terrified because it's scary it's super super scary there's so many things I don't know literally a long ass list of things I don't know how to do, but it's really exciting. And something, a piece of advice that I've given to a lot of people and that I need to take for myself, by the way, it's so much easier to share all this advice with you guys on my podcast than implementing in my own life. It's always like that. I don't know why I was telling that to Sage actually. And he's like, that's why some therapists have fucked up lives, <laughs> which I don't know. I just made me giggle. He has a lot of therapists in his family. So I thought it was funny, but, um, yeah, I, this piece of advice that I give to a lot of people is like, if you're not a little bit scared or slightly terrified by this new idea or new thing you want to pursue, then you probably don't care enough about it because if you're scared about it, that means that you really want it to work because you're scared of it not working out, if that makes sense. So if you're not scared, then you probably don't care about the outcome that much, you know? So that like little feeling like nervous butterflies, that kind of 
feeling in your stomach where you're like, oh, fuck, like I'm scared. Like, what if I can't do it? I really want this to work. That's like such a good sign. And I definitely, definitely feel those uh, feelings with this cafe idea. So basically where I'm at now is I realized that like a week or two ago and I talked to all my like family and I bawled my eyes out to my best friend, Catherine. And she was like shook because I don't really cry like that that often. And she just like hugged me and was like, Oh my God. So yeah, she was shook. And she was like, I, people just didn't know that I wasn't really happy with YouTube because it's just easy to, you know, everything looks good on the surface, I guess. But anywho, where I'm at now, I, last night, actually, I wrote out a to-do list, everything I need to do in order to like make this a reality. I've ordered, um, some restaurant books. I've read, I finished one of them setting the table by Danny Meyer. Oh, so, so good. A lot of you guys also want to open cafes. Um, you sent them in, in your like dream submissions, which we'll read in a little bit, but a lot of you guys want to open cafes or restaurants too. So definitely would recommend that book. It's really, really good. And I ordered, um, how to be a restaurateur and like restaurant success by the numbers or something. So I'm going to be reading those. And I actually, this weekend am talking to two people in my life that have a restaurant. So it's funny though, cause a lot of, I've like looked up different articles about someone starting a restaurant or a cafe and because I want to know how you do it. Like, how do you get from point A to point B? Like I can get from point C, D and E. Like I have all that. Like I have the concept of the design. I have how I want the staff to be in the uniforms and how I want to run the company and like all of that. I have that part down, but it's literally like point A to point B. How do you fucking get a business loan, talk to a bank, write a business plan, find a contractor, find a space like that. Those logistics. I'm like, what the fuck? It's so out. It seems so out of my grasp. So anyway, I was Googling different stories and they're all like, I just went around to some families and, or I went around to my family and got some investments. I'm like, fuck me. Like (laughs) all these articles I was reading, they all get investments from family, family and friends. And I'm like, oh, I don't have that. (laughs) I wish I had a small loan of a million dollars like Donald Trump. I don't know if you guys have heard that. That, but he's like, yeah, I just got a small loan of a million dollars from my father, whatever. I'm like, okay, Donald, that's super unrealistic, buddy. Um, <laughs> oh my God, my brain is all over the place. But anywho, I just am researching as much as I can. And I do have two people in my life that I feel comfortable like talking to. Um, one of them owns a super successful restaurant, Rocket Taco on, uh, there's a one on Woodby Island and one in Capitol Hill. And, um, the husband and wife that own it, their kids went to Anne's camp and like, I'm pretty, pretty close with them. I would say I just love them. They're really nice family and I love the girls and, um, yeah, they're just really nice. So I'm meeting with her, the wife, uh, who owns the business on Saturday. She's nice enough to talk to me. And I feel like, cause I have so many questions and I know I'm probably going to look like an idiot cause I don't know what I'm doing. So I feel comfortable enough to talk to her and just like show that I'm an idiot, <laughs> you know, because for instance, our neighbors, um, own a really successful restaurant chain in Bellevue and, and Kirkland. And I don't, feel comfortable being like, yo, can you guys help me out? Like I know nothing. So I just need to start with someone who I feel like I can, you know, just ask stupid questions basically. So yeah, I have her, the Rocket Taco owner, Jill. And then I also have, um, my friend Lucy, who is the daughter of the owner of the cafe that I worked 
uh, ad in high school, Useless Bay Coffee Company. Her dad owns and runs a company, started it. And she also is super, super involved with the coffee shop. And I'm pretty sure she also runs it. So yeah, I'm going to talk to her this weekend too. So just trying to learn as much as I can from the people around me and just have like any and all resources where I can ask the stupid questions. But I know it's going to be a huge learning curve, like very steep learning curve. But I think I can do it. Like I honestly, I know I can do it actually. (laughs) Okay. Just saying manifestation wise, like I've read and I also like just know that saying things in the present or saying things like not like maybe I can do it. Like I can do it. I can fucking do it. So I honestly do believe I'm going to open a cafe. I can see it so clearly. I can picture it so, so clearly. Like after I first realized that's what I want to do, I was up all night, every night, like just laying in bed, dreaming about it, running through all these scenarios in my mind of like what the core values of our team was going to be and how I was going to like instill all those values in my employees. And I was going to hire the nicest, kindest, like most fucking amazing staff ever. And I was going to have it so cute. And like, I just have the whole concept in my mind and I can picture it so, so, so clearly, like it's so tangible to me. And I want it so bad. Like I told Sage the other day, I'm like, I want this so fucking bad. I could cry. Like I want it so bad. So um, I just think if that could be useful to anybody else, just those things that are in like the back of your mind that you can picture so clearly, you can feel it. It's so tangible. You can feel how you're going to like your emotions, how they're going to be when you're in the in whatever business this might be or whatever house this might be, you can feel like the blades of grass in your yard and how the roses are going to smell in your yard. And, you know, all those kind of things, like the the, de- the details are just super tangible. That's really important. I actually heard this in um, the Balanced Blonde podcast the other day. It just said, like, if you can feel those tangible details, like, and you can feel the emotions in your body when you're thinking about a certain dream, it, you've already put it into the universe. It's like when it becomes tangible to you, and you can experience it in your mind like thoroughly like like if you were already there that's that's when it's already put into the universe so basically if there's any piece of advice from this long rant it's like find this the thing that you can feel so like deep in your bones that it's going to happen and it makes you so fucking excited you just you can feel it in your bones basically and like hold on to that and chase that because that's everything so yeah, I'm going to open a fucking cafe and I'm really scared and I'm really excited and I want to do it next year, 2021. I'm going to open a fucking cafe. (sighs) So crazy to say it out loud, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. yeah, I've been looking around, kind of sussing out different places I want it to be. And um, a few people, Catherine and Emma both said that they were thinking Kirkland would be a really good vibe because I want it to be on the east side near where I am. If you guys are familiar with Washington, Um, I'm in Bellevue and I want it to be over here because that's like we're going to live on the east side. And also there are only two cute, 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 cute cafes that I'm aware of in the whole entire Seattle area that are like Heen standard of cuteness, which is pretty like, I like a very select standard of cuteness. I would say I'm kind of a, um, connoisseur of cafes if I must, if I might say. Um, so yeah, the two that I think are really fucking cute are the London plane, which is in, um, pioneer square in Seattle. It's amazing. And, uh, odd fellows cafe, which is in Capitol Hill. I think it's super cute. So 
I've been to a lot of coffee shops in my day. I really love them. And there aren't any on the east side that I've been to that are like so cute. Like there's such an experience. Like my cafe is going to be an experience. It's going to be okay. So let's just get into the the manifesting, the get into the details. Um, so you walk in my cafe. I don't have a name yet. I have a few ideas, but I don't have a name yet. It's it's like a long kind of more narrow cafe. Like it's much longer than it is wide, if that makes sense. Like New York style. If you go in a New York cafe, it's usually goes far back. Um, so you walk in on the right is where the cashier is. And there's a huge, huge pastry display, like overflowing, like the most bountiful overflowing thing you've ever seen. Like there's baskets of fruit everywhere and there's huge loaves of bread and like baguettes and, um, so many different kinds of pastries and pies and cakes and macarons and just like so many things you just your mouth just starts drooling instantly when you walk in and then to the left there's going to be a whole mercantile section where i'm going to source like the cutest fucking things ever like turkish towels and french linen pajamas and like the coolest candles with the best ingredients and like really chic brand like skincare brands and um really cool cards to give to people for birthdays and like just the place where you want to go when you want like a really thoughtful unique gift for someone because that is my favorite thing like picking out birthday gifts or christmas gifts for people favorite thing to do i love wandering around those cute little shops where you can just find little knickknacks and it feels so personal and it's just so fun um yeah i love that shit so the left is going to be a whole mercantile section that's going to be bomb and i'm going to have a fresh flower market there too so people can pick their own different stems and they're going to be like unique flowers um they can pick their own stems and bring those home also so if you want to have like a fucking amazing date for yourself it's the one-stop shop you go in you get a coffee you get a croissant you get some fresh flowers you pick up a nice pair of linen pajamas you have a great day that's that's basically it. It's like when you want to have a great ass day or or provide someone else with a great ass day, that's my cafe. <laughs> so yeah, and then you walk down into the cafe, down I'm in my mind it has a few stairs, like maybe two or three stairs to enter down into where all the seating areas are, but we'll see if that actually happens. Um a long ass farmhouse table that goes down the middle where it's like a community table where people can work. Um also there's going to be really strong free Wi-Fi, like super strong Wi-Fi. Um yeah, so a long community table where everyone can work together, um, not like necessarily work together on the same project, but you know what I mean, like a laptop here, a laptop there, more spread out. And then I'm not sure if I want booths or little like bistro tables with chairs, but everything is going to be antique or thrift pretty much or super unique pieces. Like it's not going to be cookie cutter. It's going to be very unique like mostly it's going to be antiqued or thrift, like for sure, for sure thrifted. Yeah. And my biggest inspiration for the cafe is Maman in New York. If you guys have ever been there, it's the dreamiest place you will ever go. My favorite cafe in the whole world. Um, and they actually, I was researching the owners and they actually have like 10 locations, which I had no idea, which is amazing because when you go to the cafe, you think it's one of one, like you think it's the only place in the world that feels like that which just shows how much love and care they put into the design because there's actually 10 other of them. You would never know. And I read that they thrift and antique like uh, every single piece in the store. So every store is unique. All the china is like antique china and the, the chairs are all different and there's little beat up farmhouse tables everywhere and it's just the best feeling ever. So I love Maman. If you guys want to Google that, you can get kind of a vibe for what I want. But um yeah, that's my cafe. <laughs> it's so crazy to say it. And I know I've talked already for half an hour about it. And I want to get you guys' um, dreams in here too. But 
I'm just so excited and I'm, I'm terrified. Like it really scares the shit out of me, but I also am so determined to make it work that I'm just going to do whatever it takes. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it takes. So that being said, the first place I'm going to go to hire people is like the Heenies, like you guys. So, um, just, I don't know. That's who knows when that's going to be sometime next year. But if you are a manager with experience working in a coffee shop who has an eye for design and is a very kind human, which I'm sure you all are, you know, maybe you want to apply next year. <laughs> and then I'm also going to have some like baristas and I want like really cool creative baristas that want to do funky different combinations. Like I love unique lattes like honey lavender, rose cardamom. Um, I'm going to have like my mom's signature cardamom coffee and my like a really good chai. And it's just going to be so good. I'm so excited. And the opportunities are literally endless. Like I want to host events there and offer it up as an event space and offer it up for a photo shoot space. And do so many different things and I want to like donate all the unused food to the local homeless shelters and I just have so many ideas so it's going to be fucking amazing and thank you for listening to me blab about it for the last half an hour if anything I hope that you guys can get inspiration from this because it's literally we're the only ones that are in our own way most of the time like we are in our own fucking way half the time I never would have tried to do this for many many years and in like if I hadn't had that moment where I just broke down and was like, oh shit, I need to do this now. Like I need to change things up now. And it's those things that have always made you happy and have always brought you joy your whole life. That's like what you need to lean into, you know, gathering community, bringing people together in a beautiful place is my top number one favorite thing to do. I love hosting people for dinner and creating a whole ambiance and atmosphere and picking out the plates and arranging the dishes and the napkins and having fresh flowers and lighting candles and having music and just like having a whole vibe. I love setting the vibe and I love creating a space where people feel like they're at home. That's my biggest joy, like making a place where people feel like they can stay and they're welcome and they're comfortable and they can just, you know, live their lives and be them and just feel super at home. Like I want all kinds of people to come to my cafe. Like I want the local man that lives around the street for the last 50 years to walk in and bring his book and have like a black coffee and hang out all day and just read. Like I would love that. And then I'd love, you know, the moms who are taking a break with their babies and just want like a yummy smoothie or something and to treat themselves to a nice pair of pajamas or a candle or perfume. Like I want that too. Or I want the tourists to come and I want the local Seattle people to come and just hang out, bring their girlfriends and have a super deep chat or that place where you want to go when you you need to catch up with someone like catching up with an old friend in a cafe is just mwah, chef's kiss like there's really nothing like it it's it's oh god I love it so anyway <laughs> pay attention to what lights you up like that and just makes you feel so much joy and that you couldn't you would never get tired of doing it because you just love it so much and yeah so that's my um, little two cents on that, my very long two cents. And then from there, I want to have a whole restaurant group, inland restaurant group. Um, I want to have start with a coffee shop, have a bar, have a um, plant-based, really bougie restaurant, <laughs> vegan restaurant, um, and also have a bed and breakfast and la di da da I want to have a bunch of those things. And then eventually when we have our property, I want to have a huge farm and grow all the ingredients so the restaurant can be farm to table. Ah, and that's my dream goal. So thank you for coming along. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> Holy shit. I need to drink some water and then we will get into your amazing, fabulous dreams because they are incredible. Thank you.
Okay, okay, okay. Now it's time for your wildest dreams. And I asked you guys to send in as much juicy, yummy detail as possible, and y'all did not disappoint. Also, I'd like to say that I'm really sorry I couldn't read all of them. This was probably the most submissions I've ever gotten, which is really exciting. And I did read all of them, and they're all fucking beautiful. And I want you guys to, I know you guys are going to have every little bit of all these dreams and goals that you have for yourself. Um, And just because if I didn't read yours, uh, doesn't mean that's not gonna happen. It's gonna fucking happen. I believe in you. I believe in it's gonna. I believe it. I believe it's gonna happen. And I wish I could read all of them, but that just would be like a seven-hour podcast, and I think my throat would dry up and I would pass out. But I just love them all, and thank you for sharing your dreams and like deepest secrets and just I love you guys. Okay, um, so let's get into it. This first one. Oh, <laughs> these are all so cute, by the way. Like I said, I, I cried like a lot reading these because they're just, I love them. Oh my Lord. Hi, Heaney. Okay. So I'm so grateful for your podcast because I was able to learn some valuable lessons early on in my life because of it. Oh, thank you. I'm only 16, but every day I dream of what my life is going to be like. So basically here it goes. My dream is to get into the University of Toronto and study human biology. It's basically like science and humanities all thrown into one. It's some real Peace Corps shit. <laughs> I want to be an OBGYN, combining my love for babies and advocating for women. Eventually, I want to buy a cottage and homestead type of property just big enough to raise all my kids there. I want a cow and a bunch of cats that just wander the property. I will have my own little garden where I grow veggies. Finally, I want to open a clinic in whatever town I end up in to give care to underprivileged women and girls. This is my big wild dream, and I am told a lot that this will not happen. But when I close my eyes, I see it every time. I know that one day this dream will be true, and I will be filled with joy. Sending love from Arizona. I don't know if I'm supposed to put my name in, but I will anyway. Maisie. <laughs> ah, I love this so much. Um, Okay. The fact that you're 16 and already manifesting this shit is literally incredible. I have no doubt that it's going to happen. No doubt at all in my mind. Um, whoever's telling you that it will not happen is a big poopy pants because it, it will. Um, I think that's so incredible and I really commend you for wanting to dedicate your life to help and serve other people. It's truly incredible and um, you have some good ass karma coming your way, girl. And I know it's going to happen and I love it. Thank you for sending it in. Okay. Next one. Hey Heaney. I love your podcast so much. And I especially can't wait for next week's episode as I love hearing about other people's dream lives. So here's my contribution to it. Hee hee. I live in a small house with a big garden in the countryside with my husband, two rescue cats and a rescue dog. I'm a first and second grade teacher and the school I work at is nearby. So it doesn't take me more than 20 minutes to get there. I have a Pinterest board on how I want my house to look, but essentially very colorful and lots of natural light, secondhand pieces, and a lot of art made by me or people I know personally, handmade ceramics, very cozy and homey vibes. The house is covered in ivy. There's a porch with a roof so I can sit there even when it rains and a big table to host guests outside. I grow flowers and berries in the garden. I grow my own veggies and make a lot of things from scratch. I have my own office where I can prepare for school and paint on the weekends. <laughs> I fucking love that so much. I live close to my friends and family and people come over often to have brunch or coffee or dinner together. My house is in walking distance to a forest, so I go there on a long walk every day and in every weather. I get along well with the other teachers at my school and I try to be the best and most encouraging teacher I can be, looking out for all my students and having one-on-one -on -one conversations with each of them as often as possible. 
I pay attention especially to the shy and quiet ones that often get overlooked and make sure they know that it's okay to not be as loud and extroverted as others. That's the basis, but there's so much more I want to do. Here are a few examples. Have three kids, first a boy, then a girl, and be a stay-at-home mom for as long as they're very little, and then go back to teaching. Write a book. I love to write for adults, but I could also imagine writing children's books. Train my dog to be a service dog to bring to school sometimes, as that has shown great benefits for students. And then I could also bring my dog, lol. Foster or adopt children when my own kids are older and I have more experience. I really want to adopt a teenager, as those often face more difficulties finding a good home. I'm so excited for the future. I love writing about my dream life and adding things to my Pinterest dream board, haha. Always puts me in the best mood and gives me hope and motivation when university gets hard. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. That's incredible. Everything is just makes me so, so happy. Like the details you included, the house is covered in ivy. There's a porch with a roof so I can sit there even when it rains. Oh my God, such a freaking vibe. I love that so much. Um, I, I mean, I truly think it's going to happen. And again, you're going to dedicate your life to help others and to serve others. I think there's nothing more admirable than being a teacher. Like it's just such an important role and it's so, so underfunded, so underhyped, like they teachers just deserve so much more and i wish that we could give them more funding and give them the proper care and love that they deserve but i think that's incredible so um yeah you do it girl you do it you're killing it already and i'm just so excited for you and thank you for sending it in okay next one hey heen so i've never done anything like this before but i saw what next week's episode is going to be about and i know i needed to shoot you an email this has been something on my mind a lot lately. I've just recently started my first year of university in buttfuck middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, I might add, <laughs> and I can't get rid of this feeling that I just don't belong here. For as long as I can remember, I've always felt like I wasn't supposed to go to college, but it scares the shit out of me to not go and risk possibly disappointing my family and those around me. The issue with that is that I've been so stuck on what I want to do with my life and what I need to do to get there, which feels so overwhelming to have to figure out at 18. I feel this immense pressure that the only way to do that is through a college education, but because this episode is for dreamers, I thought I'd share mine. I was scrolling through Pinterest the other day and immediately fell in love with this little cottage on the coast of France. I know your other listeners won't be able to see this, but it can be like our own beautiful little secret. She attached a photo. Oh my God, you guys, it's the most incredible thing. It's it's just this beautiful white little cottage on the cl- on a cliff like with a grassy field around it overlooking the water and oh god it's fucking amazing it's like truly the dream truly the dream so wow so she said I know your other listeners won't be able to see this but it can be like our own beautiful little secret which I thought was sweet I liked how she wrote that it brought me back to an old dream of mine moving to France and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since Imagine myself living in that cottage and opening up a cute little coffee shop in the town nearby. I'd fill it with plants and bake bread to sell every day, and it would have those cute little tables outside like the ones in your breakfast nook at home cafe, smiley face. I imagine myself happy, and that's a really, really good feeling. I know it may seem like a silly and slightly unrealistic dream, but God, do I want to make it happen. Sorry this was so long, but even if you don't read it on the podcast, it felt so good to tell someone about it and speak the dream into existence. Hopefully, keep your fingers crossed for me. Love you and the podcast so much. Okay, so many things to say. First of all, she made a really good point. Like, for all of you guys that sent in your dreams, but I won't get around to reading it, just speaking it into existence, putting it into the universe, just writing it down is so good. It's so helpful. It's so beneficial. 
And honestly, like just kind of uh, summing up what your dreams are and having it on paper or on the computer or whatever is just really good to know. At least for me, like when I was writing it down, it's really nice to see it written out. It feels a little bit more tangible um, that way. So uh, yeah, anyway, I'm just so obsessed with this. I love like baking bread to sell every day. And the fact that she said, I imagine myself happy and that's a really good feeling. And she said slightly unrealistic dream, but I just like, who said it's unrealistic? That's the thing because people are living this life every single day. Like there are people that live like that. It happens. You know, we have, we have complete and total ability to make these things a reality again, like I've said in many other episodes, it's obviously a lot harder for some than others. No, like people don't start at the same like starting point. Like not everyone starts at the same line or whatever. Like it's harder for some people. It's easier for some people. But again, like I've said before, doesn't mean that it's not worth it to try and to believe that you can do it because I, I like, I want this for all of you guys. I want you guys to to have everything you've ever dreamed of. And it really does happen. It really does happen. Like, let me just, let me just tell a little story about my aunt. She got divorced from my uncle. I don't know when, like a long time ago. And she met this guy, my, my uncle now, who is just like her perfect match. He's so fun and funny and he's from Argentina and she really loves traveling and she every year would go to France and she had a whole business selling lavender and importing like goods from Provence and she takes people on tours in France and she's fluent and she's an artist and she just she just loves that so much. And so she met her now husband and they just thrive. Truly, they just thrive. They have this amazing, beautiful apartment in DC, and she like sits on the balcony and paints all day. And like, okay, I'm not even painting the picture that well. So they, before quarantine, they would go live in France for part of the year. Every single year, they would rent different cottages like by the sea. And he likes to scuba dive. So he would scuba dive and she would paint and just look out of the ocean and just paint. And then they would have wine and cook. And just, it's like this literally is her life. You know, like anything is possible. You guys, anything's possible. You can have your dream life. I really, I really do believe that. And it just, it's different for everyone. What everyone wants to achieve is different. And uh, I just, holy shit, like, we're most of us are really young. I think like probably all of us are really young. We have so much time left to, you know, discover what our, our wildest dreams are and go after them. Like I think as life goes on, our dreams will change and hopefully they'll just get greater and greater and greater and bigger and bigger. And I think that's amazing. It's just part of the human experience if you're living life to the fullest to just believe that these things are possible. <laughs> I am firmly a glass half full type of gal and I just want this for all of you guys. I want the cottage on the sea for you and I want to come visit. It sounds amazing. So thank you for that. Next one. Hi, Rohini. I'm so excited about this episode. We started podcasting around the same time, so it's been so fun to watch your show grow. For this Dreamer episode, I wanted to talk about my goal of owning my own winery. Ooh, 
hell yeah, I'll be coming. Um, I currently work in the sustainability field and I definitely plan on staying in the regular work world in quotes for a little while as I climb the ranks. But one day when I'm financially stable and able to, I would love to move somewhere and open a sustainable winery slash hobby farm slash event space. Just like you, I'm a huge wine fan, but I've learned recently how energy intensive and often unethical the wine business has become. So I would absolutely love to bring it back to a grassroots level. I'd also love to have some goats, Scottish Highland cows. Oh, same, 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 same. Oh my God. If you guys have never Googled Scottish Highland cows, you need to do that immediately. You will melt. Um, back to the story ducks and everything on the property and of course it'll be scenic enough to be a wedding and event venue i just really want it to be a hub of community and enjoying all the simple moments and pleasures of life i feel like there has been so much pressure to make my career meaningful and impactful as an environmental studies and political science grad and i'm really glad to be a part of that workforce now but i think the more that i learn about our world and the changes that are needed in it the more attracted i am to just building a simple happy life for myself that others can be a part of whether or not it's making huge groundbreaking strides in the fight against climate change. I would love to have you visit once it's a reality. Thank you for always putting out inspirational content. I love you. <sighs> okay. I had a struggle reading that last part for some reason. Um, I will absolutely come visit. Would love to carry your wine at my future cafe or restaurant one day. Truly incredible. And I think, it, I absolutely think it's going to happen. And again, like you have so many of these include such vivid details. Like it's just envisioning that and that detail that you can feel and like taste and experience it. it uh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for everyone. And also I really liked what she said, like, especially right now, the world is so overwhelming. Like everything just seems like a fucking shit show. It is a shit show. And uh, I think for me, at least the thing that's been helpful is like focusing on what I can control and how much change I can make within my own life like change that'll actually keep going in that like I'll have a farm and I'll have a property and everything that I can hand down to my kids who can hand it down to their kids and I can you know feed people in my community like I definitely when we have a farm like I want to you know donate a lot of the produce to like homeless shelters or even have like a um, couple meals like every month that are like feasts where you don't have to pay anything or I don't know all these ideas like in my own life that's t that's again tangible right in front of me like ways that you can make a difference that is what the world needs like everyone making a difference where they can in their life and how that works for them like if everyone started thinking like that we would have a lot better world truly so anyway I really liked um that you that you mentioned that because it just can seem so overwhelming and feel feel like you can't do anything to to help and you're just powerless but you're not powerless focusing on yourself and what you can do is is a game changer because we can all make the world a better place god I'm so fucking cheesy okay next one Hi, Rohini. Girl, I've been a follower on YouTube since those early NYC days when I also lived there. Oh my gosh, an OG. I wanted to voice out my dream. I grew up as a child actor in the professional regional theater scene. I did it all. All the theater camps, lessons, dozens of shows, and tons of training. From age 9 to 18, I was full on. Driven. I was a workhorse. With this all happening to me so young, I was exposed to privilege issues within the arts industry from a young age. I went to school in New York City for my bachelor's in fine arts and continued to see gaps within the arts and so much of it came down to money. Most people who get to achieve highly in the performing arts have the money from family to do so and I am tired of seeing that privilege keeping so many out of the art scene. 
Since I graduated during Corona times, I wasn't able to start performing professionally again right out of school. So I went for it and began to pursue my future dream of directing and teaching high school students. And bam, I got the job. What I was expecting to do in my later 20s, I had accomplished now. Wow, that's so amazing. This led to a new vision and goal and dream that I really think I can accomplish ASAP. I want to create and design drama and acting classes for inmates with nonviolent crimes in detention centers, and I want to do this before I am 25. I absolutely have a passion for those who are ignored and not given a voice within society, and I do not believe that we must continue to only give fame, success, and status to those in the arts industry who have the outside support to be able to accomplish great things. What about those who don't have the support and are stuck in a system that doesn't allow them to thrive and flourish? What about those people? There are high numbers of people with mental disabilities, people who are without homes, and former foster children currently in our American prison system, and I believe these people need a voice. It is my absolute dream to run a program for these people. I would love to eventually turn this into a nonprofit and gain volunteers who also believe in my passions and vision for arts accessibility. That is a dream. I would also love to have children young continue my deep dive into this crunchy granola lifestyle that I've been loving and write a book, but those can happen in due time, heart. Love you, girl. Your podcast is such an awesome addition addition to your brand. I just left New York City recently and moved outside of Philly and just got married. I loved watching your journey through young adulthood, and I felt so similarly about life and love in so many ways. Thanks for opening up your life to a bunch of strangers, winky face. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, wow. Ugh, amazing, 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 amazing. Also, so cool and such a good uh thing to hear for a lot of people listening. Like she pursued that dream that she wasn't expecting to get until later in life. She just went for it and she freaking got it. So let that be a sign. If you're wanting a sign to go after your dream right now, let that be the sign. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's truly an incredible dream. Again, you're wanting to serve and help, which is amazing. It's amazing, amazing. Okay, this one is really, really cute. It's a little bit longer, but I just loved it. So I wanted to read it. Hi, Heaney. I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. (laughs) Um, LOL. When I listened to your episode about manifestation, I literally had a holy shit moment because it hit me that I've been doing it my whole life without realizing and never had a name for it. What I am manifesting right now is my biggest, most exciting thing yet. So for a little background, I went to a small liberal arts college to study literature and environmental science. And my first job after graduation was at a fun outdoor education company. I've always been a nature lover and into fairy tales, so when I learned that my college had an environmental campus in the woods on a little lake a few miles from the main campus with adorable hand-built cabins for students to live in, I was hooked. Okay, that sounds incredible. What a cool university. My favorite cabin that I got to live in was built out of cob, a mixture of clay, sand, and straw, complete with sleeping nooks instead of bedrooms and a whimsical architectural design. I attached a picture so you can get an idea. It was amazing. Flash forward four years and I'm now living in an apartment with my fiance and our adorable Brittany Spaniel pup named Finnegan. Oh, so cute, Finnegan. Oh my gosh. My fiance and I have been together since high school. We broke up after graduation and then got back together our second year of college. And the majority of our relationship has been long distance. So living together was a big adjustment and we have had our ups and downs like anyone else trying to figure out what to do as an adult in the quote, quote, real world. Sorry for the long lead in, but this is where it gets exciting. Last November, I saw a YouTube video of a woman in New Zealand giving a tour of her hand-built, sustainable cob cottage. It felt like a literal light bulb went off in my head. This was it. I've been feeling kind of adrift, stuck at a job I didn't love in a boring town, etc. But now it felt like everything was lining up. I just knew I was meant to build my own cob house. 
I brought the idea up to my fiance thinking I probably sounded a little crazy because we had already talked about how people our age buying houses seemed wild to us at the stage we were in. However, to my great surprise and excitement, he was all in and immediately started doing research and using his civil engineering skills to draw up plans and designs. I am literally screaming. This is the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. Sounds like a movie. We basically buried ourselves in learning as much about cob building as possible. I ordered books and enrolled in an online workshop and continued to fall more and more in love with this affordable, sustainable, ancient, and earth-based alternative to building houses. There is no need for costly, toxic materials that deteriorate in less than 50 years and need to be replaced. There are still cob buildings standing that are over 1,000 years old. Anyway, we had a bunch of plans and ideas, but nowhere to actually build the house. We knew that we definitely couldn't afford to purchase a piece of land, so we brainstormed our options. I'm fortunate that my parents have some land that they bought years ago when I was little, consisting of a small field and a few acres of woods that we mostly use for riding trails. After a lot of research and preparing basically a whole presentation, we got up the courage to tell them our dream, and in January, we pitched them the idea of building a cottage on their land. I'm excited. To our amazement, they agreed. So we went full steam ahead and got a building permit and started the process of building our dream cottage. We spent the entire summer and most of our savings developing the land. So now we have a well, a driveway and a whole septic system installed. Next year will be when we actually get to start constructing our home. I'm so excited. Looking back to when the idea first came to me, it is incredible to see how much we have already accomplished in less than a year. I have big dreams for this little plot of land. We started a garden this year and it grew into a jungle with 12 foot tall sunflowers. Someday I want to have a cob greenhouse and a little orchard of fruit trees, as well as free range chickens and maybe even goats. I also have dreams of building a cob sauna and a yoga studio and making the whole property a place where we can host family and friends and keep us somewhere everyone can come together for reunions. I also envision this homestead being where we get married and have the reception. Oh, I want our home to be an example of how sustainable building can be cheaper and healthier and a more accessible way for our generation to build houses. The possibilities are so endless and the feeling of seeing my dreams become reality is unreal. The universe truly is magic. Sorry if this is a little long. Feel free to condense it if you need to. Ah, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Incredible. See, she's making it happen. And fucking cool. I really, I haven't heard about cob houses, although I've definitely seen some. I just didn't know what they were called. So cool. So, so freaking cool. The property sounds like a literal dream, like an oasis, a sauna and a yoga studio and uh, sunflowers and goats. Oh my gosh. Incredible. So freaking cool. What a cool story. Um, I hope you guys are all super feeling inspired from that because I definitely am. Uh, it's amazing. Also, dude, septic systems and wells are so fucking expensive. It's just nuts. Oh my God. Like the Sage's mom's property needs a new septic and also needs like the septic and the well to be rerouted up to where the yurt would be eventually. And it's so expensive. Like it's nuts. Like it sucks that the least fun things cost the most money when you're building a house. Uh, but yeah, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you when you get, when you finish the house, you'll have to send it in so we can share it. Yeep. Thanks for sending that in. That's amazing. Okay, this next one. Also, guys, this episode is going to be super, super long because I want to share as many of them as I can. And even then I won't be able to share as many as I want. But yeah, it's a long episode. Buckle up. Um, Next one. Hi, Heen. This is such a fun podcast topic. And I saw your Insta post 
asking for dream life submissions literally minutes after having an hour-long conversation with one of my besties about our dream cottage homesteading lives. Is that a sign from the universe to start manifesting that shit? I think so. Here goes. So our dream is to move to the PNW, hi, somewhere in a small town with lots of land and a tight-knit community. We would buy a big old house with good bones to restore into a beautiful vintage masterpiece, complete with a garden, animals, and a school. Ooh. In our school, we would teach about living with the land, making music, art, cooking, sewing, and any other practical life skills. Think ending scene of Little Women. For the students we teach and our kids, we would raise them on limited screen time and away from the harms of social media, teaching them that community and nature are more important values to focus on. We would teach and value self-love, kindness, and community above all else. Our garden would grow with the rhythm of the seasons. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. The rhythm of the seasons. Have berries in the summer, squash in the fall, and use regenerative agriculture as well. We'd have dairy cows for milk and cheese and chickens for eggs, using local foods to supplement all that. We would be surrounded by friends, family, and community while being as self-sufficient as possible. Sustainability would also be a great big goal, like using solar energy and being as zero waste as possible, putting this out into the universe and hoping this ends up becoming a reality. And if it does, you, Sage, and Henry, and kiddos are welcome to come stay, winky face. Lots of love, and I'm rooting for your dream, Heen. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Oh my gosh. Shit, that's so cute. Sage, Henry, and the kiddos will definitely come stay and come visit. Dude, uh, okay, I'm gonna fucking cry. Like, think about going just, I'm gonna go on a world tour and come see all of your dreams. Like, I don't know, maybe like five years. I don't know how much time you guys need, but like five years, maybe 10 years. I'll just do a world tour, come visit all your your dream properties and your cafes and your your farms and just do a fucking world tour and just cry the whole time. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. The school definitely sounds really similar to like concept as Waldorf. I'm guessing you probably already have heard of that, but in case you haven't, definitely something cool to like look into because Sage went to Waldorf on Woodbee Island and it was very much like that, like very tight knit community, learning about nature and sewing and cooking and like the importance of community and they weren't around, they weren't allowed to watch TV or play video games or any of that. So yeah, pretty damn cool. I think that is a wonderful dream and I can't wait to come visit one day. Okay, next one. Hi, Heen. Firstly, just wanted to say I love your podcast. I always look forward to listening to your episode every week while I'm walking my dog. He is a golden retriever like Henry. Oh, thank you. When I saw your post about doing a dream life episode, I knew I wanted to share my ideal life because it's something I've been journaling about and manifesting a lot recently. This year has been so up and down and crazy due to COVID, and I've also really struggled with my mental health for the first time ever. So whilst you could say it's been one of the worst and hardest years of my life, I also feel like it's a year I wouldn't have missed for the world. Ooh, yeah, ain't that the truth. I've learned so much about myself and what makes me tick and what really brings me joy, and it just feels really cool. Honestly, I feel like I didn't even know myself before this year. Dude, yes, same. I feel like that, I mean, if you look at the astrology of this year, that's exactly what's happening. Like, yes, I I totally agree. You really summed it up. That's really accurate. One big thing I've learned is to go with what feels right in my gut and to have faith in myself to be able to achieve dreams and ambitions that might seem impossible. I would love, love, love to work as a museum curator. Ooh, at a really prestigious museum somewhere in a bustling and vibrant European city and have my own super little cute apartment there with my dog. My friends would live close and I would have them over for potluck dinners and wine and cheese nights all the time and create beautiful memories with them. I would eat well and drink delicious wine and feel the sunshine on my face every morning on my balcony. Ah, love it. I want to live a life where I'm rich in ways that aren't material. Oh, yes. I will feel deeply. 
all emotions, both good and bad, and laugh and cry and feel like my life is full and my heart is bursting and could burst with happiness. Ultimately, I want to look back at my life and think I wouldn't have done a single thing differently. Sorry this turned into such a ramble, but I hope it makes it onto the podcast. Lots of love. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I would eat well and drink delicious wine and feel the sunshine on my face every morning on my balcony. Yes. God, that's such a vibe. I love it so much. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. I'm just going to kind of go fast because I want to read more. I want to cram them all in. Okay. This one is peak. Like you have to start romanticizing your own life. Like I said earlier, holy shit. Love it. Sounds like a novel. Okay. Hi Heaney. Absolutely love your podcast and would love to hear my submission on there. I've been listening to it weekly and it's such a ray of sunshine to my sometimes bleak and busy days. School has started and I'm in my last two years of school and they're the most important and stressful. Anyway, my wildest dream ever since lockdown, I've been watching a lot of French films and listening to French podcasts and then starting to learn French and it's making me so happy. A lot of people don't understand why I want to do this, as I don't really have any plans to study in France, but I keep thinking about this thing I read in Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. She said she started learning Italian even though it made no sense at first, but she just felt like she had to do it, and so do I. My wildest dream is that I move to Paris, live in a small flat with a tiny balcony where I can have just a chair and a little table, so I can sit there and drink wine and read. I'll probably be working at Cahiers du Cinema. <laughs> Can't really say that correctly. A famous French film magazine. Ooh. And I'll have this amazing French boyfriend that buys me wine and smokes on my tiny Parisian balcony and reads me poetry and we can have talks about books and films and go to the Louvre together in our free time. Ooh, yes. Then I'll have some beautiful French kids who can speak French fluently and will be these amazing trilingual kids. I'll talk to them in English and German. This sounds so far-fetched and it feels like that to me too, but I'm putting it into the universe right now, working for it a little bit every day and manifesting it. I'm really sorry if this is a bit long, but can't wait for the episode. Ugh, Wednesdays make me so happy. Fuck yes. You have to start romanticizing your own life. Okay. Yeah. Fucking love that. Sitting on the balcony with your French boyfriend, buying you wine, <laughs> smoking and talking about poetry. <laughs> literally a movie. It's literally a movie. But that's the thing. Movies were based off of something. So I'm super down. Also, something that I would like to perhaps just just put out there, take it as you will. If you guys don't believe in past lives, just, you know, toss it aside. But I believe that we've all had a lot of past lives, like lots and lots and lots, most of us. And if you're super, super drawn to a certain area, like geographically, I definitely believe that you have had a lot of past lives there. And so... If you're like really, really drawn to Paris and you just know you need to live there, maybe you used to live there in a past life. So if even if people around you think it doesn't make any sense, like you know what's true in your heart and you just go for it because everyone will shove it and be happy for you once you're being serenaded in poetry by your lovely French boyfriend who's smoking and buying you wine. Honestly, a vibe. A vibe. Also, uh, if you guys know Orion Carlotto, I don't know why I can't say her name, Orion, um, you should look up her videos of her living in Paris because it's kind of just sounds like that. Minus the boyfriend, but it's it's very romanticizing her own life and very good and very much a vibe. Okay, I'm losing my mind. Um... Okay, this next one is short and sweet, and I really liked it. 
Hi, Heaney. My dream life has always been evolving ever since I was younger. Career goals might change for me every few years, but what always remains constant is that I want some sort of stability when it comes to living in a house where I can just chill. I remember when I was in elementary school, there was a house behind the school's soccer field where an old lady lived and every morning I'd see her watering her plants. I wanted that so bad. To this day, I still want that so bad. I want to be old and wise with a nice house where I can grow plants and water them every morning. As for current career goals, I want to become a super successful cinematographer in some big studio that pays hella money. I want to be so well off that I can help my mom financially and take her on vacations. Love the podcast. Yay! I love that so much. Also, that's just so beautiful and like very poetic to me. And actually, it sounds like a movie. So maybe you can... um make a movie of this like a little a little girl on a soccer field watching this old woman watering her flowers every morning and then like growing up to do the same thing sounds like a pretty beautiful movie to me very poignant movie so yeah I love that I just loved the the vision and the mental image of that I could see it super clearly so you got this girl I'm gonna watch your movies let it let us know when they're out oh my gosh okay this next one really really blew my mind because she's 16 and it just like oh my god wise beyond her years so hi heen i wanted to start by saying i love your podcast and everything you do for your community it always warms my heart moya recommended this podcast in a video a while ago and i've been hooked since oh thanks moya anyway when i saw that you were talking about dream lives i knew i had to share mine with you i've always been a creative kid growing up with a twin brother who was super athletic i always tended to do the opposite of what he did lol painting, acting, singing, photography, you name it. I've always loved art. And growing up with a single mom, I think she always just wanted us to be happy. So she gave us free reign on our hobbies and never forced us into anything. Oh, that's amazing. Music has always been what I've been drawn to. I used to march around my preschool and ask the other kids if they wanted to be in my band. That's so cute. We would sing all the silly songs I wrote. As I got older though, of course reality came knocking at the door. I went to a Catholic middle school and was asked every year about what path I wanted to take in life. I knew that everyone who asked me was looking for a STEM answer. Now I'm 16 and a junior in high school, and the pressure from the adults in my life is on even more. School has been so stressful for me, especially attending a school where everyone is so motivated by the classes they're taking because they want to be doctors and lawyers. And that's amazing, but I know I'm not called to a path like that. It's chaotic losing my mind over assignments that I don't even feel passion for. Backtracking a little, when COVID hit in March, everything came crashing down mentally for me, as I know it did for a lot of us. However, with this crash, I suddenly rebuilt my whole mindset. I realized how crazy it was that I was losing sleep over a geometry quiz when quite literally people are dying. Sounds a little pessimistic to say, but it's true. And I asked the question to myself, what did my soul come here to do? Oh my gosh. Literally, when I read this the first time, I instantly teared up when I read that because it's so fucking amazing and powerful that a six, like 16 year old is asking herself what her soul came here to do. You guys like that is truly incredible. And, uh, uh yeah, just makes me want to cry. But I realized that it's music. It brings out the best side of me, the side that I can love the most deeply with and treasure the most memories with my songwriting habits. Didn't stop in preschool. I've always loved to write and sing my own songs, but during quarantine, I've been writing so much. Through this process of giving my soul what it craves, I've learned to love myself too. It's crazy how when you let go of what's no longer serving you, how much you blossom. I also recently got into a relationship for the first time, which is so scary, but the amount of music I've written about it makes me excited. They make me feel like myself, and I'm so grateful for that. I know what my soul is here for. She's here to love and to spread her small light through music. You might be thinking, well, 
What's the problem? Society, I guess. Haha. I still feel so much pressure to follow the same path as everyone else because it's more stable. Not to mention, my mom worked so hard to give me the educational opportunities I have, and I'm scared to let her down by following something unpredictable. That's where I'm at, I guess. Thanks for reading this. I know it was long, but it felt really good to share. Love you, Heen. Oh my god. Truly, 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 truly amazing. You're gonna do you're gonna do great things. And I love what you said. I know what my soul is here for. She's here to love and to spread her small light through music. Truly the most beautiful thing I think I've ever read, to be honest. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. And you're going to find the way that works for you. And it's really hard. I mean, yeah, as a 16-year-old, as an 18-year-old, like trying to figure out what you're going to do. And there is a lot of pressure. And, you know, you everyone wants you to do a certain thing. But you just have to listen to what makes you happy. And, you know, even if you have to do another job like just to pay the bills at first or whatever like music is what lights you up so I hope I hope you never never forget that this one I love this one made me giggle um of course I'm doing this instead of my homework hey Heaney this topic's right up my freaking alley because I'm a Pisces so I think about my dream life and future plans all the time I would love 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 to live in either the PNW or East Coast in a house full of charm and decorated to live up to all my Pinterest desires I would love a house where light just streams into each room, dancing around the house during the day. I see myself with like three cats named Archipelago, Garbanzo, and Pumpernickel. <laughs> you know how people choose baby names before they have children? Yeah, I do that except with cats. I fucking love that. Those are iconic names. I can see myself making espresso in a quaint galley kitchen with vintage hexagonal black and white tiles and a Persian runner with the fragrant smell of honeysuckle wafting through an open window delivered by a morning breeze. <laughs> I feel like my heart's exploding. <laughs> Literally, what? Okay, yeah, Pisces queen, go off with this. Whew, oh my god. I can feel the coolness of hardwood floor in my future living room and the feeling of comfortably sinking into my couch and being greeted by a kitty. I'm getting excited just thinking about moments in my dream life that are not so quiet, like rushing out the door to go to rehearsal, getting my shit together just as I walk through the big stage doors into a theater. I would love to work for a theater company and just make art that tells the stories of my heritage and also others who have been overlooked for so long. In my dream life, I would come home from directing regional theater projects to warm incandescent lighting and a cup of tea, surrounded by cats, art, and an inspiring living space. Sometimes I can just see myself in the girl boss outfits I'd be wearing, a woman of color directing a show on Broadway, getting awards and accolades, being fulfilled by my circle of friends, and writing plays till my hands fall off. I can see glittery moments of going to premiere parties and award shows, ceremonies, and gorgeous gowns and flashing cameras. I can see these bonding moments at home with friends and the air is warm and we're totally wine drunk and celebrating being young, celebrating how far we've come as individuals and celebrating life as it is. Ugh, one day, heart. <laughs> Are you guys crying? Because like, <sighs> holy fuck, I'm going to need this like printed out in a book please or in a movie or something in a play one of your plays or I don't even know this is it's just incredible oh my god some people like that is just so tangible she just conveyed exactly she just set the scene really incredible writer um wow amazing I cannot wait for you and your life and it's just shit please send me photos and links and everything to your, your house and your play and, and all of it. I can't wait to see it all. Ah, thank you for sharing that. I hope you guys are feeling super inspired listening because I definitely am. Wow. Okay. This one is super, super, um, 
uh, what's the word? Oh shit. Like super detailed and vivid. And she writes it in like the present tense. So it's kind of cool. It's, it's like a story. Hi Heaney. My name is Rosemund, but I also go by Rose. Cutest name ever. I'm a senior in high school, so I'm applying for colleges right now and have no idea what is happening, especially with all of the unforeseen circumstances. I never have an answer to the, what are your goals questions college asks. And I have no idea what field I even want to venture into. Despite all of that, this is something with all my heart I know would be the perfect life for me, but isn't something necessarily I want to pursue right now. I have no idea the technicalities of this or how it would even work, which is why I consider it a wild dream. But here we go. P.S. If you're reading this, I wonder if you can guess my sign from this. Mm, I am not sure. She wrote this in pink text, so I don't know. I'm not sure. The air. Okay, so here's here's her vision. Just come into her vision. Step in. Welcome to her vision. The air seems draped with moisture as the day prepares for rain. As I'm heading to the bakery to meet up with my mom and open up the shop. The PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, I think. Is that? Yep. The Pacific Coast. (laughs) The PCH at this time is relatively quiet and the sun has just barely risen, casting pink shimmers alongside the ocean. My mom and I jointly run a bakery, which used to be run as a flower shop. So in the middle of the building, a skylight in the shape of a dome lets in the light. Although it's no longer a flower shop, we still keep flowers, so customers can grab a bouquet and a croissant and maybe some coffee. Warmth and gratitude fills my body as the smell of fresh bread fills my nostrils and the blushing flowers dance in eyesight. My mom and I get to try out different baking techniques, and we finally get to decorate sugar cookies together, which she has been bugging me to do with her since I was in high school. The meticulous nature of the decorations and assembly is oddly calming, and when I'm not at the bakery, my toes are in the sand and I journal, breathing in the crisp air. So beautiful. So, 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 so beautiful. Wow. She said, P.S. In Western astrology, I'm a Virgo, Sun, Moon, Jupiter, Venus, and Mercury. Ooh, wow. I also just wrote this instead of doing my homework, <laughs> but I love you and your podcast and your energy. I especially love putting on your podcast while I'm crocheting. And I made a little tote bag and a top to it. And I'm working on a white bag with cherry appliques on it right now. Also, sorry, this is in pink. I'm not really sure how adults email, but this color makes me happy. And I never get to send emails like this. Girl, you can send me pink emails whenever you want. I think that's amazing. And the color is really pretty. It makes me happy too. It's like this, it's like a blush, blush pink kind of. It's really pretty. Um, Wow. That is truly so beautiful. Again, you know, actually, side note, but I've been kind of wanting to make a website again where I just write and like just share shit and not have it like no photos, just like my brain exploding basically. And I think it'd be really cool to have a blog post with all of these dreams in it just because it's so beautiful and they're so tangible and inspiring and written so well. So maybe I should probably do that because I want to read this again and again. I don't want to lose it in my inbox. Same with the last couple, like so beautiful, so beautiful. (laughs) Okay. I think I'm going to wrap it up because it's getting very long and my throat is going to give out soon. I can feel it, but there's so many more. I think I should probably make a blog post or something with this because I just want to share all of them. Um, I'm just going to end it with this one because it touched my heart. So, um, the subject said the wildest dreams of an 18 year old to be absolutely in love with my life, to defeat my depression and anxiety and know how much strength it has brought me to take care of my future kids and make sure they know they're loved in every way because I experienced a lack of this. I want several dogs and several kids, and I don't want them to ever think they aren't worthy. I want to show them the importance of the environment and always teach them to humbly love themselves first. Then they can change the world. 
I know I'm only 18, but I think I think about this every day. Ah, oh, my heart. It's incredible. Again, 18, you're thinking this already at 18, like knowing what you grew up without and what you want to offer your future kids. It's just so like so self-aware, so mature, so incredible. Truly, truly incredible. It's beautiful. Like some people never realize that their whole life, you know? And and just acknowledging acknowledging like those patterns and how to get out of them and and not repeat them over to the next generation is is like it's it's life-changing. It's life-changing. I think that's amazing. And yeah, loving yourself first is as everything. And I'm sorry that you grew up not feeling worthy and a lack of knowing that you're loved, but you so are loved and it's amazing that you're going to, you know, convey to your kids that they're loved because it's so important and thank you for sharing that honestly I have a feeling more people can relate to that story that's listening and just setting like setting the intention for your life and knowing what you don't want to do is really important and if you feel like you it's too overwhelming to come up with these wild dreams like super romantic dreams like the ones I've been reading coming up with things that you don't want to have is also good because it just narrows it down and starting with something simple like you know having kids and wanting them to know that they're loved that's that's everything that's so important so I really really love that and thank you so much for sharing I'm going to end it out here. I honestly, there are so many more. I could have been reading for the next three hours and I wish I could. Um, but our time is limited and I think I'll I'll start scheming about a way that I can like post all the stories and all your dreams because they're all so beautiful. And I hope that you guys found inspiration um, from listening to them. It's just so fun. Like, literally why not why not dream like that why not expand your mind and your heart and just think about everything that you could possibly want like why not why not write in your journal or just think it you know there's literally no harm it only can bring goodness into your life I can't talk my brain is actually mush after this this amount of time but um I just appreciate you all so much being willing to share and I'm so inspired. I'm going to come back and listen to this episode whenever I'm feeling down about my my dreams. Yeah, you guys are fucking amazing. I love you so so much. Thank you for spending this hour, nearly hour and a half with me and thank you for sharing your dreams. I totally believe that they can happen like truly truly truly. Because these li- like people live these lives, you know? Why why should it not be you? Why should it not? why not you? That's a great thing to remind yourself. Why not me? Write in your journal. Why not me? Seriously. Why the fuck not? (sighs) Okay. No matter what you have to get through, what obstacles you have in your way, like why not me? You know, even if it's harder for you than for someone else, um, you're still completely deserving and worthy of living your dream life. So I want that for you. I hope you want that for you. You guys are the fucking best. I'm going to go lay down (laughs) honestly I feel so drained but in the best way like sometimes after doing these podcasts I feel like I just 
well, actually, it is literally what happens. Like when I'm recording, I black out basically. So I don't remember what I say. It's like I'm like channeling it. Like it's not even conscious thoughts. They're just coming out of me. And then afterwards, I'm like exhausted, but in a good way. So, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and make sure you're following the Instagram acting my age podcast because that's where I post like all of the prompts to submit stories and questions and things for upcoming episodes. So if you don't follow that, then you will miss the opportunity to send in stories and we don't want that. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with a friend or a few friends and um, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you feel compelled to do so. It really helps me out a lot and I appreciate them so, so much. Um, So yeah, you guys are the fucking best. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you next week. Love ya. (music) 